guys, welcome back to my podcast, Becoming a Blogger. My name is Louise, and this is my podcast ded- dedicated to all things blogging. And I'm so excited to have a very special guest with me today. Um, her name is Shelby. Hi, Shelby. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited that you were able to come on my show today. Um, As I told you, you were very highly requested uh, to be on my podcast. So I'm so excited to chit chat today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, Y'all, Shelby owns the blog, um, Taylor Lane blog, and her Instagram is Shelby Clothier. And she does everything perfect, grand millennial, bright, happy, absolutely adorable. If you're not following her already, y'all definitely should check her out. Um, But Shelby, tell us a little bit about your blog, about your style, about your niche. Thank you. You are too kind. That is such a thoughtful compliment. Thank you so much. Um, so my name is Shelby and I'm from Nashville. I am 25 years old and I started my blog as a quarantine hobby and I'm so surprised at how much it has grown already. Yeah. Um, so my style can definitely be described as classic. I love to build a timeless classic wardrobe of essentials that you can mix and match and wear for years to come. But I also love those grand millennial aspects. And I'm so glad there is finally a term to describe that style. I know. Because it is just perfect. I love all things blue and white and floral, antiques, bows, pearls. Um, It's just, it's perfect. So I definitely incorporate that into my style as well. Mm -hmm. So when did you graduate and where did you go to college? Mm I went to the University of Tennessee in Knoxville for seven years. Um, Mm -hmm. I got my bachelor's and my master's degrees there, and Mm -hmm. I graduated in May. Um, So I I haven't had time to find a job yet with everything going on, but that's okay. Um, It was really exciting to start my blog now that I had some free time. Yeah. So when exactly did you start your blog? What months did you start? I started in April. Um, of 2020. And I've been wanting to start a blog for a few years now. I just never knew where to begin. Mm -hmm. Um, And then finally, when college was winding down, and I had a lot more free time at home, I just jumped with the gun and did it. And I'm so glad I did. It's been such a great experience so far. Yeah, I can totally relate because I also graduated in May and started my blog as a um, quarantine hobby. And I started in June. But it is amazing to see how much your blog has grown. Like, I just even just following for the short amount of time, like you've grown so significantly. And uh, like, tell us a little bit about that. When did you like really start to see everything just kind of taking off? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started with about 500 followers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't create a new account for a blog. I just started with my own personal account. Yeah. Um, and I think the moment that I realized it finally took off was I got one of my first bigger brand collaborations when I had about 1600 followers. And I was mm-hmm. shocked that they contacted me because, I mean, there's so many unknowns going into blogging and there's never, yeah. there's not really a handbook. You never, you don't know how, how things are going to work out. And so I was uh-huh. shocked that they had contacted me because I thought that collaborations were truly for accounts that had a lot more followers. Right. Um, and a that's common kind of misconception. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So that's when I first thought that, oh, I can actually grow this further than I ever imagined. And I'm so thankful for the little community I've built so far. Yeah. Um, and all the relationships I've been able to start. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and so who do you attribute, like, who is your style inspiration? If you could name, like, a two or three, who do you look up to? (laughs) I know, I know. So many. Um, I think Emily from Born on Fifth, she is just the grand Mm -hmm. millennial queen. She has the most gorgeous style, um, home decor and outfit inspiration. I also love Julia. Um, Julia, uh, formerly now her, she's rebranded as Julia Berlsheimer. Yes, Um, love her. Gorgeous, her style is stunning. Um, And then also Nicola from Nicola Baffy, McLaughlin, the jewelry. Yes, love her. Her style is also gorgeous as well. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, so when you graduated college and nothing like I can completely relate, like I have no, I know so many friends that graduated and then nothing really fell into place with COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. Did you, before you graduated, like, did you always want to know you wanted to start start a blog or was it just something that kind of developed or did you always want to do this or does it did it just kind of fall into your lap um I think I always wanted to start a blog especially having a very distinct style I feel like many 20 year olds don't have that classical classic traditional timeless style so I definitely always wanted to start my blog to share that style inspiration with younger women um but I know I did not plan this at all um I just one day I just I texted my fiance and I said I think I want to start a blog and he was very supportive and helped me set it up um and I was actually applying to jobs um back in January February before everything happened and I just stopped when whenever when the world shut down because uh businesses were closing and I just took a break from that yeah well and I also feel like your style for in for like living in Nashville like I feel like the Nashville style is so distinct from like my friends that live in Nashville and your Mm -hmm. style is so different from that and so like do you have a lot of friends that kind of had the same style as you or like not really no not really I don't think any of my close friends have a similar style as me um however I've been really lucky to make so many like internet friends that I've yet to in real life but I feel like we're all best friends over Instagram and so many of my Instagram friends share a similar style as me so it's been really nice to connect with other girls who have a similar style yeah I completely agree I feel that especially in like Oxford Mississippi and everyone's so fashionable (laughs) and I think it's cute and I but I also Again, I love like timeless, like you like, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know, frills and ruffles and pinks and blues. Mm-hmm. Um, but I even and Oxford girls are very trendy. <laughs> yes, they are very trendy. <laughs> but I even said like um, there was a blogger that had contacted the store that I'm working at and wanted to do like a type of collaboration, and I was asking our store owner about it and was like looking her up and looking at her stuff and. Um, she too also had like a very grand millennial style and like for the store I was looking at, which I, the store I work at, which I love is very trendy, you know, for Oxford, like a little luxury boutique. And I was like, I said the term like, oh, well, her style looks very grand millennial. And my store owner was like, what does that mean? I was like, you've never heard of that. She, I was like, you know, like grand millennial, like timeless classic. And she was like, I've never heard of that. And I was like, oh, well, I'm just living in my little bubble. <laughs> I know. It is my favorite my favorite new word of the last few years. Yes. <laughs> to no, describe everything sure. from fashion to home decor and everything in between. 
Yeah. So tell us a little bit about like the process behind how you stage your photos and how you take your photos, because mm -hmm. I know I like I think that part is part of what has attributed to your growth is that and I know it was many things, but like your pictures are so picture perfect and your feed is so well coordinated and mm. I'm sure you get questions all the time of like how do you have this perfect teacup with your beautiful flowers <laughs> and your china and so tell us a little bit about the process behind that because I know it's not always what it seems yes so I definitely get so many questions about how to create a consistent aesthetically pleasing feed and I love answering questions so I'm happy to answer any questions um but it is difficult behind the scenes. It's hard to find, I mean, especially in the winter and the fall seasons, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to wear those blue and white frilly dresses and make it work. Yeah. Um, so I think for me, the biggest tips have been creating um, a consistent feed through featuring certain colors and also using presets. Yeah. Um, so the presets I use, actually anyone can use, they're the Monica Hibbs ones. Uh -huh. And the filter I use is called Grace. Okay. Um, but I feel like it washes me out because I'm very pale. <laughs> so I just up the saturation a little bit. But besides that, anyone can use that filter. And then I just try to find a lot of white backgrounds. Luckily here in Nashville, we have so many different spots for photos. And so I kind of have four or five key places that I know work with my feed. I know the lighting yeah. is good. I know that I can change my outfit there in the car or in a little pop-up tent and I'm yeah. good to go. Um, so I think having a couple key places you can rely on. And then also my mom actually takes my photos. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was a learning experience for both of us. But now yeah. she knows me. I mean, she knows me better, better than anybody. So she knows what I want when we take photos. And usually we can get the shot pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and in the beginning, I just used my iPhone for photos. Um, yeah, for I sure. Got a camera for Christmas. So you don't need a good quality camera. It does help. But most of the work is done in editing. So yeah. I think just focusing on a couple key colors. And then the biggest tip, I actually thought of this the other day and shared it a few times with some people, mm -hmm. is when I get a bouquet of flowers or a nice bottle of wine or something like that, I'll take four photos of it staged differently and then spread them out across my feed. Yeah. So I love building an excess stock of photos where yeah. any given moment I just have a variety to post. Yeah. Um, it definitely keeps me more organized and less stressed when I have a lot of photo options to choose from. Yeah, that's what I want. I need to get better at doing that because I, I think it definitely takes, you know, just the planning it out in advance and thinking three steps ahead, you know, like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to have definitely. these. And since I have this, I'm going to take, you know, seize the mm -hmm. opportunity in front of me. And I'm still trying to have that mindset and think about that yeah. and batch beforehand because I get to be so last minute that's one of my worst qualities is I do procrastinate oh and I can goodness. be so last minute but then yeah it, when I do get a second to like catch up and work in advance it's so much less stressful and I know what's coming next and I'm not scrambling to find a picture mm. and um also jealous that I know there's so many great places to take pictures in Nashville and there are just none mm. here in Oxford really? <laughs> and I love, oh. I love I love love Oxford but um, I mean, I was even asking Grant the other day, I was like, are there anywhere with like any flowers somewhere? Like, is there a decent place yeah. with, you know, something that looks nice? And like, there are mm -hmm. a couple of places. I just wish there were a couple more. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I know when we get to Boston, I'm writing for my content to be yeah. up just a little bit because I know that there will be many more opportunities for 
quality photos. That'll be so exciting. Yeah. And it definitely took me a a while to, to figure out what I wanted in my photos, figure out those Mm -hmm. locations. Um, And even I have, I've changed my filters so many times and just kind of figuring out what works best for me. I think there's a good balance of finding out what, what works best for you and what you like and what your followers want to see. Yeah. Um, and so I think having a good balance of that, but one of my favorite things to do is just to have like a poster board or contact paper or a marble tile from the hardware store to yeah. use as a backdrop for photos. Yeah. So even if you don't have pretty white idea. buildings, there are definitely options. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Um, well, changing topics a little bit. So you just got engaged. What month did y'all get engaged? Not long ago. No, in October. Um, October. Yeah. Yeah. So Oscar and I have been together for almost seven years. Um, but it is, but the challenging thing is that he's British and I'm American. So I hadn't seen him in 10 months because of everything going on. Um, and so finally in September, I decided to fly there. Um, which I'm so glad I did. I was very, very anxious about it. I don't um, know how you did that. I, I don't know, A, how you went that long without seeing him because Grant and I went I one summer without seeing each other and we were like, we can't, we can't do that. We can't do that again. Mm-hmm. And during COVID, when I'm sure you were like, yes. everything's uncertain and then traveling up there, mm-hmm. I don't that. It's just I, amazing. Oh my gosh. It was very nerve wracking. And actually, I won't even go to a restaurant in Nashville because I don't want to be places where people aren't wearing masks. I feel very yeah. safe with my mask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, one of my mom's friends is a flight attendant um, on an airline, and she was able to reassure me and um, tell me all about their air filtration system and how they're blocking middle seats and masks are definitely required. And then when I landed, I had to do a two week isolation. Right. Um, so I did that and I'm very glad I did. It was very stressful, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, and I spent two months in England and that's when he proposed. Yeah. Mm, It was so sweet. I mean, (laughs) I hadn't even been following you that long at that point, but when you went to go see him, I was like, Mm, I bet that they're gonna get engaged. I knew and- too. <laughs> it wasn't really a surprise. We've been talking about it for a while, and we actually two of our best friends were getting married in April, Aww. and so he was supposed to come here for those weddings in April, and he wanted to propose then, but obviously that couldn't happen. He's still not allowed in the country, so right. um, the only option was for me to go there, and I'm yeah. very glad I did. <laughs> yeah. So how is all the wedding planning going? Because I. Mm-hmm. You got married in July and I just remember that was the most stressful time of my life yes. being engaged. So how's that going so far? Um, pretty good so far. Your wedding looked gorgeous. Your photos are so beautiful, by the way. Thank you. Thank um, you. We haven't planned much. We know we're getting married in the summer of 2022. 22. And That's so what I thought. Have, so you'll have a little mm-hmm. while. Yeah. We have a date. Um, we just shared it with, we had the date picked out for about a month or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were just kind of keeping it to ourselves and thought it was special. And because it was so far away, we didn't really have yeah. to start planning yet. Yeah. Um, and then this week we shared it with our families. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably announce our date to everybody else um, in a month or so. But we haven't really planned anything so far. We haven't even decided what country we're having it in. I know. That's um, what I was about to ask. You have yeah. so many options now. <laughs> so many options. And we just, him, the only thing we know is that we just want something very small, very intimate, just with our immediate family and closest friends. Um, yeah. And I know I want a lot of blue and white and pearls yes. and bows. <laughs> yes. No, for so, sure. I know that well, for and, sure. And Sorry, small is the way to go because... Mm-hmm. 
and mine didn't even end up being that small, but it's safer and sweeter, more special to Mm -hmm. do that and plan for that now. And, you know, praying that everything with COVID will be cleared up by 2022. But honestly, it's just better to play it safe than sorry. And like I said, it just makes it so much sweeter to have just your loved ones there. And I mean, if we've learned anything, it's like if you if you did get married in London and do that, I mean, you could zoom the whole thing and it would people would still be able to be there in a way. So and people have learned. Yeah, people have learned how to make things work and to share special moments and to make that happen. And Mm -hmm. it just shows how resilient people are and how easy we can adapt to different situations. I know there's been so many tough times, but we've come out pretty good so far, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Staying hopeful and and seeing where it goes, Um, but we're just making it work. Yeah. So are you going to go wedding dress shopping soon or is that going to be down the road? Are you wearing someone's special dress or is it a surprise? Oh my goodness. It's not (laughs) necessarily a surprise. I always thought I wanted to wear my mom's dress because I never (laughs) really had an idea of what else I could have wanted. Hers is lace off the shoulder with a Uh tulle skirt. And I thought, I love that. That's, I can't think of anything else I would want. Right. And I tried her dress on and it was not for me at all. (laughs) I had Um, the exact (laughs) same experience. I literally, we took my mom's dress to go be tailored. And because I was like, I mean, this is exactly like what I want. And when I tried it on, my mom's just built differently than I am. And it just looked so beautiful on her that I thought Mm. it was going to look just like that on me and it didn't and I was like oh okay so yeah it was perfect for my mom but maybe not perfect for me that's exactly what my mom said when I tried it on she said I loved this dress when I had it it was mine but it's not yours yeah um so I think it helped narrow down kind of what I want and I definitely we haven't gone shopping yet my mom is so excited she wants to go shopping right now I bet Um, I bet and I'm excited also, but I'm not in a hurry knowing that the wedding is going to be a year and a half away. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want something very simple, simple, yeah. elegant, classic. Um, of course. Not of course. like not very poofy or big ball gown, just something very understated yeah. and simple. Yeah. Well, I thought that I didn't want lace and I didn't want off the shoulder and I didn't want a line. And then that's exactly what I ended up getting. <laughs> so, you know, you'll try on. I know that's just how it works. You know, you and know. I was talking to someone else about that who had recently gotten married and they were like, I was the same way. I thought I didn't want this and didn't want this. And that was exactly what I got. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. really never know until you try it on and you may surprise yourself. So definitely. So it's good that I have an open mindset. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. But I can't wait to see it all. I know it's going to be gorgeous. Have y'all like secured? um, Well, I guess you all haven't. Have y'all secured like anything? I guess if you don't know where it's going to be, then you don't really know. No, Uh, like as far as photographer or whatever. No, I do have some friends in London who are photographers. um, So Mm -hmm. if we had it there, that'd be great. I do have some photographer friends here. So yeah. Um, luckily we have some people in mind, but we're, yeah, we don't know if we're going to have it in England or Tennessee. If it's going to be in Tennessee, it's, it's going to be Knoxville. Yeah. Um, because that's where we spend, that's where I've lived the longest, actually every growing up, I moved every two or four years. Yeah. I um, mean, so I lived in Knoxville for seven years. That's the place I lived the longest. That's where we met. Um, mm-hmm. we both, we both were there all that time together. So it's a very special place to us. Yeah. Um, so it's either going to be Knoxville or England, but we we're not sure yet. Um, I'm sure 
he has a typical boy response saying it is so far away we don't have to plan anything yeah. yet um, yeah so I'm sure the next time I'm <laughs> there in person it'll be easier to to make decisions when we're together right right and so what is Oscar doing is he working he is. So I we did five years of undergrad together, and then I stayed for a two-year master's program. And he, after those five years, his student visa expired. So he went home to work, and he's been working ever since. He works for his family's business. Okay. Um, his father and his mother own the business, um, and, and Oscar works for it. And it's a business where they store wine. They build custom wine rooms. They deliver wine. So oh, my gosh. very fun. We love wine. Shelby, that is like perfect like this sounds like a movie like little Tennessee (laughs) no seriously and then meets this boy falls in love visits in London and Mm -hmm. his parents own I mean this is literally like so dreamy (laughs) I am here for it I want I love all (laughs) (laughs) I love that oh my gosh I'm just so excited for you and I want to see all the content. I want to see all the blog posts, everything. Don't leave out a single detail. I will. Okay? I'm excited. I'm <laughs> excited to start once I get, well, so we uh, filed our visa or my visa, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, and we're just waiting on that to be approved. We filed it in December and yeah. it said it's an average of 12 weeks, but with everything going on, it could take a little longer. So hopefully I can be there by March, if not April, but I'm excited to share the whole process and share some London life with everybody. It's going to be so fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you think you'll develop? So y'all are going to live in London. Yes. Y'all get married. Um, we, so I'm 25, he's 28. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we just want, while we're still young, we just want a few years in London to have that experience and do all the fun London things. Um, but long-term we're not really city people. We would both yeah. rather settle down in the country. Um, yeah. But we do have an apartment in London right now. Um, mm-hmm. Luckily, his 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 parents actually own the apartment. And so um, oh, we were very, nice. very grateful to be able to move into there. Yeah. Well, that'd be awesome. I know Grant and I talk about how we would love to live abroad while we were young and experience that and, you know, live somewhere totally different than where we've been the majority of our lives um mm-hmm. so that would be so fun yes oh well if you're ever gosh. in london you're completely welcome to no come stay seriously with us. <laughs> well we're supposed to go to london in may because grant has a class that's like two weeks long in london mm-hmm. um it's amazing i'm don't really have my hopes up that that's going to work right out. um they haven't canceled it but i just mm-hmm. have not thought about it at all really do not have my hopes up for that yeah but too bad we won't be at, be there at the same time then but um yeah eventually we'll have to go and visit and because I have Definitely. one friend who lives in London she went to Ole Miss and she does accounting and she lives in London now um so if we do get to go I'll, I'll at least know her but <laughs> yeah like I said I really don't have my hopes up that that's gonna work I think that's something COVID has taught me yeah it seems like they are handling the situation a little bit better than here I feel like they have less cases and everything I mean they have some stricter rules to kind of prevent larger issues but yeah you never know you probably won't even know until like a month or two before with no I know going I know crazy and you know it's supposed to be everything's supposed to be getting better with the vaccine and everything and people are acting like it's 
getting a little bit back to normal, but it's also mm-hmm. like at the end of the day, who really knows? Who knows? So uh, I don't know, but yeah. One day mean, we'll get there. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, so do you have any tips for a blogger starting out or a blogger like myself just trying to grow, trying to do this blogging thing? We really need a handbook because there are so <laughs> many, maybe I'll write one. There are so many tips and different strategies that I've learned along the way that I had absolutely no clue going in. Yeah. Um, and I same. think you're, and I still, gorgeous. I learn something new every single day and oh my gosh, thank you. Because of I, when you were talking about your presets, I bought some presets on Etsy that I thought I liked Mm -hmm. and then I tried to use them and I got frustrated so easily because I would click the preset and it like wasn't perfect because you obviously have to tweak it but I was thinking I could just like do it and it would be great but it was not and so I have one that I kind of like every single Mm -hmm. photo is different and I feel like I don't have a very good flow but then I tell myself that I'm a very eclectic woman so maybe it's just not supposed to be perfect so I struggle with that every day (laughs) Grant knows I'm always like I don't know if it flows I need to work on it but it's very stressful behind the scenes and definitely with the presets I mean you think it's just a one-click fix to solve your photo issues and it's it's not not. you have to every coloring (laughs) is different every lighting is different there's so much editing still Um, I think some of my biggest tips are to kind of establish your niche and what you want to focus on in advance. It doesn't have to be extremely unique. It can be broad like fashion or lifestyle, but you just have to start somewhere. I think establishing what kind of content you want to create in terms of what colors you want to use, what style you want to show. Um, And I think creating a cohesive feed is, is very helpful, but that can come with so only photographing blue and white items or can come with using the same preset in every photo. There are different ways to make that cohesive. Yeah. Um, I think there are so, oh my gosh, there are so many tips. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think having a good template to start off with um, for your blog yeah. website. Building a website is very stressful. So watching a lot of YouTube videos is going to be really helpful with that. Yes, I, I watch a lot of YouTube. Just to, oh yes, me too. Luckily, here's a little secret is my fiance knows how to build websites. Um, my husband built. single-handedly built my website. Boys are the, the fiancés and husbands are the best. No, people ask best. me that all the time. And I was looking at yours and it's gorgeous. I love Thank it. Um, but really you don't see many like the, well, the one I tried to make in high school all by myself is the most mm. ratchet thing I have ever. And I thought it was great because I put so much yeah. time and effort into it and it was so, um, mm. difficult for me to do. And so I was so proud of it. Um, but then when Grant came along and was like, Oh, you should start blogging again. I'll make your website. And I was like, okay. And it is like professional. And I'm like, I could never. So how did you do this? I have no, it's so over my head. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that is, I mean, it's very stressful. I think a good starting tip is to have a good quality camera and that can be your iPhone or a different phone, Mm -hmm. or it can be a camera. Um, I, before I got a professional camera, I just shot portrait mode all the time on iPhone because I felt like that was a little more professional. 
Yeah. And then in having some presets, your presets don't even have to be expensive. I think mine were $40 for nine presets. Oh, mine was like $3. Deal. So yeah, <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's the problem, honestly. <laughs> I need to up my pre-games. Yeah. I'm not my pre-games, my presets. Oh my God. <laughs> <Presets>. <laughs> um, I'm losing it. Oh, I know. It's, it's, it's just the winter and the cold and the nighttime. We're all losing no. it. I know, um, and I wasn't planning on working today, and then so I'm exhausted, and I like yeah. was like, Grant, can you make dinner? And <laughs> now here I am losing my mind. The pregame, oh, no, right? right. <laughs> um, I think the biggest tip is to build a little community of like other creators who are similar to you that you can engage with. I don't think yeah. engagement groups necessarily work. I think Instagram flags yeah. those. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're a safe bet. You can lose your account or get flagged as spam. So I don't think that's a safe way to do it. I yeah. think just finding a group of other women or other creators that are similar to you that you can support each other and engage on each other's posts and boost yeah. each other's engagements. I don't know if I would be where I am right now, which isn't even that big. It's bigger than when I started, but it's not even like revolutionary or anything. But yeah. just along the way, I've I've had so made so many little blogger friends and so many brand mm-hmm. relationships and yeah. Just having those friends as a resource, I have asked bloggers, other bloggers, so many questions on how do I email brands? How do I get paid? How do I get these collaborations? And they have been so helpful. So I think just establishing those connections with other uh, creators that are similar to you is going to be really helpful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, speaking of like engagement groups, how do you feel about giveaways? Because I have gone back and forth and back and forth and I don't know if they're beneficial or if they're not and I think I've heard so many mixed things and I don't know how I feel I think uh I'm the same way (laughs) I think sometimes (laughs) they can be really good sometimes not so good I think the good kind of giveaways are where you participate with other creators who are very similar to you yes so you're expanding your content in a way where you can genuinely gain engagement and followers because yes. those people are following accounts that are very similar to you so you yeah. know they'll also like your style I think also starting collaborations with people who are in the same general follower range as you Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe someone with a thousand followers joining a giveaway with someone with a hundred thousand followers, it's going to be very beneficial for you, but I right. think it needs to be mutually beneficial. So it's I not going to be beneficial for them. Yeah. And then the kind of giveaways I think are bad. Um, I don't like pers- this is just totally a personal opinion. I don't like the ones where it says like every single one of my photos in January and I will give away oh, this product. I hate I those. That's another <laughs> I tried. Honestly, one time I tried yeah. to do one to like enter someone's mm-hmm. and I just can't keep up. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's another just way of gaining likes saying if you like every single one of my pictures for a month, you could win this product. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do think that's a form of buying likes, but I think having giveaways to celebrate reaching a milestone, reaching 5,000 followers, 10,000 followers, doing themed giveaways like holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, I also in, not everyone can, giveaways are a lot of investment up front. You have to contribute somehow. So in the giveaways I've done, yeah. I've had to give $20 or $30 to participate um, to give away yeah. like a $300 Nordstrom gift card. I think another way to get around that, if you can't necessarily invest that up front is doing collaborations. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, showing how the two of you are styling the same item different ways. Yes. I love, I love that. Yeah. So I think that's a really great way. Also, um, if you want to kind of 
gain followers, but you don't want to have that monetary aspect, um, is to, is to partner with another blogger who's very similar to you, who has a similar style and feed as you. And so Mm -hmm. then we're showing you three ways how to style this dress. Yeah. Um, I think that's really beneficial. I agree. I agree with everything, everything you said. Cause I, um, there was one giveaway that I did. Well, the first one that I did was very successful, great. Mm -hmm. Like I really loved all the people I was doing it with and it was awesome. And then another one I did, someone asked a friend that I was genuinely friends with, asked me to do it. And, but I didn't think I realized, I didn't know who else was going to be in it. Mm -hmm. And the other people that were in it were really not similar to me. And so it was, that was really not Mm-hmm. Like, but that was just because I blindsidedly didn't know them. Mm-hmm. But I think it just depends. And honestly, I mean, I don't understand Instagram. Sometimes it's just on its game and then off its game, and the algorithm mm-hmm. is just crazy. I mean, sometimes it is so crazy. I'll I get. Can't it. <laughs> sometimes the post will do great, and then sometimes I'll like be so excited to share something because I think it's really, really good, like good picture, good, whatever. And it mm-hmm. will get like no interaction, no yeah. like 60 likes. And I'm like, okay, what, what's going on here? It's so weird. And I, it's always changing. And at first, before I started blogging, I thought, oh, they're just, they're trying to get more engagement. They're just saying that it's changing because they want more likes. But yeah. it's really true. It really does change so often. And it's very frustrating to put in so much work and have it not work out for you in the end. Yeah. Um, and I've had um, several, you know, like other, like bigger bl- bloggers I follow and they're always saying like, you know, I don't know if Instagram will always be here or be the platform or be what it is today. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of scary because I feel like I'm just now yes. trying to figure it out <laughs> and, I know. Like, and the reels and everything. And, um, but I don't know, I feel like the future is YouTube and videos because mm-hmm. even yeah. on, um, like Instagram, it's really kind to transfer all over to videos, which is like, Mm. Uh, taking a picture is already hard and like then taking a video and doing a video with cool transitions and audio (laughs) yeah that's just a whole nother beast Mm -hmm. to tackle but Mm -hmm. I think that is the future (laughs) and I also think Pinterest is very underrated I think it's a great way to boost your engagement although it is more difficult to learn the strategies for succeeding in Pinterest and I don't know them at all there's so yeah. many courses and I personally have not wanted to spend the money on them, but I know they, I know if they're very beneficial, yeah. so I think investing time in Pinterest also will be beneficial yeah. in the end. I have tried, I love Pinterest, like, and mm-hmm. I have done a lot of research with it and whatever, but I, I've seen and heard like, um, joining Pinterest groups with like other bloggers is like so 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 beneficial Mm. and I people suggest these um websites where you can google your niche and it will show you the boards and how many people are in them and whatever and but all of them like have not been active since like 2018 2019 and so I've just been confused because I've been trying to do this like research and get on it and like I did a course that kind of talked about it and again talked about these groups and Pinterest Mm -hmm. because bloggers share pictures they get repinned they share um all across Pinterest really well but like I don't 
they have not been used in years. And Mm -hmm. like I even emailed someone like two weeks ago because a lot of the groups you have to email to get and ask to be in the group and they'll like accept you, whatever. Haven't heard back. I'm like, this girl probably isn't even active anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't, we should I don't start know. One. We'll start our own. <laughs> no, honestly, maybe we should with a Let's couple people. It. I need to figure out how to do that because they say like less people, the better. And that's why mm. you have to email to get into it. Yeah. Um, that way it doesn't get crazy. But um, honestly, that's a good idea. I have several yeah, people we'll in mind. That. We could do that. Yeah, we yes. should do that. <laughs> I've heard those are that's very beneficial. Well, so, um, how many dogs do you have? (laughs) We have four (laughs) and they're crazy. I know y'all can't see um, Shelby, but she is filming in her car because she told me that her dogs are going to be really loud. (laughs) We have four dogs. I have one. My brother has one. Um, and then my parents each have one. And then my dog is also Oscar's dog. So Oscar and I got Charlie when we were at school and then uh-huh. he left him with me for graduate school. He uh-huh. was so thoughtful. He said he didn't want me to be lonely. So he would leave Charlie Aww, with me. Which how is so sweet. <laughs> um, but I knew even every time I do Zoom meetings or Zoom calls, we lock the four of them in separate rooms, but there's yeah. still no guarantee that they're not going to be crazy and bark and their breeds just are. So one of them, two of them are Jack Russell's. One of uh-huh. them is a border collie and then one is a Husky. Oh my gosh. And the four that is crazy. So I've never noise. had four dogs. We've had three at one point, but <laughs> never four. It wasn't planned. I mean, Charlie lived with me all throughout college. So when I moved home, he came with me. But yeah, yeah, four is four is a lot. And mm-hmm. it's always very loud, very hectic at our house. So That's I am so sitting fun. in my car right now because <laughs> I know that it is going to be quiet. That's so funny. And so you only have one brother. Is that what you said? Yes, one brother. He's younger he is 23 oh sweet to love that mm. love families yeah. yeah how has it been quarantining all together my goodness it's been a little challenge because I lived on my own for seven years and so moving mm. home after that at the age of 25 just oh, I, I have, that, I have that always been very independent and very yeah. self-sufficient um even when I was in Knoxville which is only three hours from Nashville I only came home at the holidays really yeah um and so moving home has definitely been a challenge we're all stepping on each other's feet all the time yeah um, but it's been nice <laughs> to spend more time together especially knowing that I'll be moving to London so I'm very thankful for the past my goodness how long has it been now like 10 months at home with my family yeah um it's crazy sometimes we argue a lot but I'm glad that that I've had this time at home before moving yeah. again yeah, I have an older brother and he um, was supposed to go to New York for work last August and still has not gone because of New York being crazy right, with strict. COVID. And so he's like at this point, like my just he's been living at home with mm-hmm. my parents and my 16 year old sister. And so it's like going crazy and he might end up just like getting an apartment somewhere yeah. like Nashville, or Dallas or somewhere just to somewhere. get out. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, we, and we were all it was seven of us quarantining yeah. before oh the wedding goodness, together. And um, yeah, no, everyone yeah. gets on each there's other's only five nerves. of us. My grandma lives with us, so there's only five of us. And four um, dogs. So and four dogs. <laughs> um, but my dad works from home. My mom just went back to work um, this year. She's a teacher. 
Yeah. Um, but besides that, everyone's working from home. My brother's doing online schooling from home. So it's just a lot um, managing the Wi-Fi and the dogs. And But it's a great, it's been a learning experience. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So does good. your mom teach, does she go to class like every she day? She does. Um, she's a preschool teacher though. So okay. she has two-year-olds. Oh, um, how which sweet. A, they're sweet. It's a, they don't really necessarily understand what's going on. So right. she's, she's having to find ways to make it comfortable for them. But yeah, she goes to work. It's at a, it's a preschool at a church. So it's private. Uh-huh. Um, so they're in school. Yeah. Um, but they have very strict rules. You have to stay in your classroom. Obviously, all the teachers have masks on. The parents can't come back. And yeah. people from different classrooms can't mix. Yeah. So they do have strict rules. So far, they haven't had anybody who's had COVID from being right. in school. I think maybe one person, but yeah, it's been, they've been back since August, I guess now. Yeah. And so it's oh, been that's pretty amazing. Been pretty going pretty well. Yeah. That's good. And I know the parents are probably so thankful for that too. Mm, definitely getting your children <laughs> out of that house, age. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, Shelby, I'm going to end it there unless you had any other thing you wanted to add. No, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm so glad we could do this and chit chat and meet in real life. Definitely. Like, even though it's over Zoom. (laughs) Yes, definitely real life for the current times. I know. Well, y'all be sure to follow Shelby at Shelby Clothier and becoming a blogger at becoming underscore a underscore blogger and me at Louise Montgomery blog. And I'll put all of our handles in the description of this podcast and I'll talk to you guys later. 